For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Colts, where Lawrence Owen and Dequel Jackson brings you everything about the shoe. Hey, Colts fans, and we are back. I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Dequel Jackson. Dequel, how's your week been, my friend? Uh, it's been pretty good. I did a little family time at the Pumpkin Patch, and in the meantime, was able to watch a Colts put up 31 points on the uh, uh, a rival that and it was a much needed game so it was a pretty good weekend how about yourself well i sat here three days ago in shorts and a tank top outside working on my yard and now i'm uh, wearing jeans double socks and a sweater so uh it, it got cold quick up here so <laughs> that that i i I'm with you on that, man. We were outside last weekend. It was nice weather, you know, that in between fall and, mm -hmm. and spring. And that's that's my favorite type of uh, time of the year, whereas you don't sweat when you're outside, but you're not cold as well. But I agree that the hawk is here. Yeah, the, it the, is. The cold weather is here. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of Colts fans warmed up yesterday, as you were talking about 31 to 3, man. I don't know if the Colts could have put a smackdown on a team. I understand it's the Texans. I get that. And they aren't very good right now, especially, you know, with the situation that they've been having over the past couple of years, mm -hmm. uh, especially this past off season with Deshaun Watson and, and then them trying to figure out who their QB one is going to be. Right. But still, you know, to beat another team by four touchdowns. Yes. That's a statement, right? Yes. That's a step in the right direction. And we've seen this last week. We've seen it every week. Uh, for the last few weeks, this offense and this team has played exponentially better. Last week, we talked about finishing the game. They played three pretty solid quarters last week. And to come back this week, um, you know, play with that momentum and play a, a division rival uh, to come out and win the way they did. We expected them to win by a significant margin. This showed me, and I think you would agree, that the Colts are – a really decent team. They just have to string these wins together. And, you know, the way they, they played the game against the Texans, it was definitely, uh, you know, there's a lot of optimist optimism moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, we will get into the next game that they're going to be going up against later on because that's that's a, also going to be a statement game. Um, but for now, I mean, you saw all three phases working for the first time all year, right? Yes. You saw the yes. offense, they were running the ball well. They were getting chunk plays on the ground and through the air, which is something we haven't seen a lot of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, before last week, we didn't see a lot of chunk plays through the air. Um, the defense was getting their turnovers. They were yes. playing that bend, but don't break 
style defense that we are used to seeing, you know, some of us older fans, you know, when we were, you know, back <laughs> in the day, um, <laughs> but used to seeing that, you know, where uh, yeah. they'd allow the opponent to move between the twenties, but once they got in the red zone, it was locked down. You know, you get a turnover or force a field goal or something of that nature. Right. And that's exactly what they did defensively uh, to the Texans. Right. Yeah. I, I take my hat off to Matt Eberflus from the very beginning of that football game. He pressured uh, Davis miles. He, he let him know right away. Listen, we're not going to sit back on our heels. We obviously we're going to play some coverage when we need to, but for the most part, he was sending nickel pressures. He was sending middle linebacker pressure, uh, Darius miles. It was a beautiful executed uh, is what we call a co- coffee house Two inside linebackers are, or one is on the guard, one is lined up on the tackle, and the inside linebacker, you know, it, we call it coffee house. He runs at the guard to get the guard's attention, and all of a sudden, at the last minute, he pops out. And when that happened, he loses his eyes on Darius Leonard. It was a be- beautifully executed um, blitz. But, again, my hat goes off the flues. He he dialed it up early on and often, and he was able to – the offense was able to, to to you know, carry a lead. And, obviously, once that happens – your defense is able to create turnovers. They, the, the Forrest Buckner, we talked about him last week. He finally added another sack to his only two for the year, but it helps. We were able to get some pressure there. But uh, I got, my hat goes off to this defense. This defense, Darius Leonard, he, we talked about it beforehand. He's, he always ends up at the right place at the right time. And that, that's a testament to how, how hard he's worked and how, you know, how much this team is scratching just to get a win. And to win in that fashion, uh, you look at the offensive side of the ball, Carson Wentz over – there was three big chunk plays over 50 yards. That never happens. When that happens, that means your offense is rolling. T.Y. was back. He had a, a few – I think he had just over 80 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense is, is clicking. I like what I'm seeing offensively. However, we talked about it last week, that red zone offense. Again, you know, the running game was there. Jonathan Taylor had a huge day. All the backs, I thought, contributed in a huge way. But in order to beat the the the, the good teams in this league, you're going to have to execute and finish drives out, which I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, I'm excited about this this win, but I do see some areas where they have to improve in order for them to, to win this second quarter of the season in order to position themselves within the, the, the division to ultimately get to the postseason. Oh, I, I, I completely feel you on this, Dequell. I, I, I was saying earlier that, you know, I don't want to be a negative Nancy, not in the face of a big That was win. the word I was trying to find, yeah. negative Nancy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to be one of those, but at the same time, there was quite a bit in that game that was like, you know what, oh, we really need to goodness. fix that, you know. Still need to fix yeah. that. Yeah, but uh Eric was- Fisher is one is a guy, not to cut you off, Eric Fisher is a guy that he gave up a – Man, he got called for tripping. I don't know if you remember that play, but mm-hmm. the defender hit him with an inside spin move. And, you know, it's just he didn't have his legs underneath him. He wasn't in good body control. And I get it. You, when a guy blows you off the ball that bad, you try to trip him and and just get him down so he doesn't kill your quarterback. But, man, we got to we gotta be better. We have to be better there. You know, Carson Wentz, we, we've alluded to it more than – enough to you know how tough this guy is hanging in the pocket he's able to make when he's able to stand upright in the pocket he's able to to get the ball down the field and 
you know, guys like Michael Pittman Jr., he stepped up uh, immensely for this football team. And, uh, you know, I, I want to see that. That that won't that won't last long if we continue to not take care of that edge, and particularly his blind, blind spot. Yeah, there was another uh, penalty on him. Both penalties. Oh, false starting. Oh, well, see, God. now that false start, I don't know. I think I'm okay with that false start because mm-hmm. – the the defensive end kind of jumped and was you know at that right there you know what mm-hmm. I mean uh, at mm-hmm. the at the line of scrimmage and he was trying to catch him and right. I guess you're taught as an offensive lineman stand yeah. up touch the guy you know right. try to get right. that encroachment call right. Um, right. I didn't get a good angle to make a decision yeah. on that myself and it the was refs called, called it against him yeah. yeah. The, if the refs called it against you, you're, to, you're a veteran guy. We talked mm-hmm. about this plenty of times. Your veterans have to stand up, and especially when you're one and four. Obviously, you got to win, but you got to play solid football right now. You can't afford. You're not. You haven't shown this team is good enough to overcome penalty after penalty. It could have cost us in the end. Could have cost these guys in the end. So there's some things to clean up here and there, but for the most part. You're able to get the running game going. And when Carson Wentz only throws the ball 20 times, that's a recipe for success. Yeah, right. Uh, in a way, I'm kind of feeling like we're a little nitpicking right there on the penalties because those were the only two penalties the Colts had, two for 10 yeah. yards. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it in the broad spectrum, yeah, both of them were on Fisher, but at the same time, two penalties, 10 yards for a game. I'll True. take that every game, you know? True. 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 <laughs> um, yep. You're right. <laughs> defensively, I've been seeing a couple things uh, the past couple weeks from Eberflus's defense that I have not seen a lot of uh, in years previous that I'm starting to see now. We used to talk about that with the Ravens and the Steelers defense about how they would line up everybody. All the whole front seven would crowd yeah. the line of scrimmage, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, kind of confused the the blocking scheme of that offensive line and the quarterback, yes. you know, and, and, and all that. Yes, it screws up the math. That's what we like to call it. It screws up the, the blocking count for the offensive line. And there was a package when I was with uh, Greg Minuski. We call it spinning gumballs. And I'm sorry, Rob Ryan, years ago, we called it spinning gumballs where guys would move around. There was no set place where you're supposed to line up, but – if you were to the left, you know you had a hook curl over here, but it was it was a defense installed just to confuse the math of the count, and we saw it executed beautifully with – I know Darius Leonard didn't come home with the uh, the sack, but Kawiti Pay almost had an interception off of it. So those yeah. are the type of things that you have to install, especially when you're playing a young quarterback that hadn't seen – that that's inexperienced, uh, hadn't seen a lot of those different looks, and it puts you at ease. It puts you – kind of in a stress situation where you have all these guys looking at you. You don't know who's rushing, who's dropping in coverage. So to create confusion is the name of the game. Every snap, you're playing a chess match. And the more your players understand how you're calling uh, your defense and how to disguise, uh, the better you know disguise you, you, you have and the harder it is for opposing quarterback to kind of decipher what coverage you're in. You know, I had mixed feelings about that specific play you were talking about when it happened. I love that blitz. I, I, love I, that. I know, I, I know it. you did, but 
you know, <laughs> my first reaction was, what the heck is Quiddy Pay dropping in coverage for? Right. <laughs> you know? right. So, <laughs> right. Sometimes they have to take one for the team. You know, it's like, granted, I agree. He shouldn't, we shouldn't major in him dropping in coverage, but yeah. it worked. So we're just going to leave it. Yeah. That's what, that's it what where, I, where it is. That was my mixed feelings about, I was like, what, what? But yeah, he got his hands on the ball. So I can't complain too much, but I don't want to see that very often, you know? I, right. I don't want to see him drop back into coverage, you know, six, seven times a game. Please don't. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Let, let's, let's let him go north and south and get after the quarterback. Cause we need it. We need the pass rush. Oh yeah. We need as We need it as much as we can to take pressure off these guys on the back end. There's only so, so much you can generate from a pressure standpoint. We need a guy to kind of step outside of himself and be that leader uh, of generating sacks. You know, it changes the game. It literally changes the game. And on third down, that's money down. Every defensive player knows that's money down. It's, it, either, it either makes you or breaks you. And we can have a guy that can get after the passer. You know, we don't know unless we allow him to go north or south. And granted, you got to take one for the team. Normally when that happens, Lawrence, when a defensive lineman uh, is dropping in coverage, that means a guy like myself is benefiting. We're, we're, we're blitzing. So, you know, I, I'm a little biased when it comes to that. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, speaking of third downs, uh, two areas that the Colts got really blown out of it when it, yes. when it comes to stats, uh, third downs and time of possession. Um, now, I'm going to start with the th- – the time of possession, I'm not going to really uh, hang my hat on that too much because the Colts were, we talked about it, getting big plays, right? right. And they were scoring right. quickly at times. And because of that, uh, you know, the defense was on the field a lot longer. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm not going to hang my hat on that. Most of the time, you want that time of possession in your favor so that your defense has got a little bit more rest, especially later in the game. But when sure. you're already up, you know, three scores, then it, you know, uh, right. Uh, it, right. It, it did come back to bite them in the Baltimore game, but the mm-hmm. Texans didn't have the firepower to do it. Um, right. Right. Now, I think the running game was the the running game was just so on par this mm-hmm. week or this past week. I mean, you, you have to. And you're right. It, they were scoring fast and you want time of possession, but sometimes the game goes like that. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor pops an 83 yard run <laughs> when, you know, it's great, but you still want to be able to eat the clock as much as you can. Cause deep, I know as a defensive player, I love when my offense is running the ball. That means that the clock is just ticking, tick, 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 tick. And there's less opportunities and puts more pressure on the opposing offense to score in a hurry. So, hey, listen, we can nitpick all day. I know I, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we're, we're, we're here for. But, uh, you know, I, I'm very, um, I'm very, um, you know, excited that this team was able to, to win in the fashion they did, you know, above oh, all yeah. else. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. that play with that, that 80 yard run by Jonathan Taylor right before that drive started, uh, my co host asked me over under on how many times Jonathan Taylor is going to run this drive. And I said, mm. hmm, four. And that's mm. funny because that entire drive was four runs for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. And, they, right, right. and they gave it to him three more times yeah. on the goal line. Yeah. And yeah. in my mind, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, we're uh-huh. not going to be able to punch it in. But thank goodness they, you know, yep. they rolled their, their horse down the field. You got to give it to them. Let them finish the drive. At that point, at that point, I wanted them to run it 
uh, on third down for the simple fact that I think the Texans were not going to be, I think the Texans were expecting a play action at that point. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because they oh, had yeah. seen it in film so much from the Colts mm-hmm. the past year that mm-hmm. they would run it, run it. And then if it didn't go in, they pass. And then that's, you know, when right. things went wild. So right. running it three times, Taylor got, got him down there. Frank Reich was like, you know what? I need to reward you because of what you just did. Go get that stick yes. and touchdown for yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. It's always, and it's great for the offensive line to know you can just bully people running the football. So every time he touched the ball and every time there was a positive play, I mean, it's demoral, demoralizing for a defense, but it gives your offensive line more confidence to go out there and say, hey, you know, we can run we can run the ball down these guys throat and mm-hmm. i love to see that it, to see the toughness of the colts kind of shine through granted it was the texans but every win is very it's difficult to win in this league no matter who you are and especially so a division opponent so both of these teams in my opinion the record says they were evenly matched but we all know if this team like the colts can somewhat play to their ability and potential the outcome was going to be what it was so uh just just excited those guys got to win because I understand how difficult it is to to be in the locker room in five weeks only getting one victory. You know, the, the chatter, this was the chatter game for me, Lawrence. This was, if things would have gone south, the Ooh. chatter and the little clicks of guys that think they're coaches and know what they could, you know, they feel like they, they're a better coach than their actual coach. And that's when things kind of spiral out of control. But they got T.Y. back. He made a, a huge impact, in my opinion. And quite honestly, he's looking, he's watching the same game we are from a mm-hmm. T.Y. standpoint of, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. showing up and, and Stram. Am I saying that right? Stram? Michael Stram? Strong. 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 When he comes back, you know, there's plenty of weapons on this football team. So um, you're going to get T.Y.'s, you know, you're going to get his undivided attention. And I, and I like that. A motivated T.Y. is a dangerous man on that field. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing that I kind of was a little bit nitpicky on that I did not like at all was the third down conversions on both sides. Uh, they were giving up over what? 55%. What, half, yeah. Nine of like 17 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Defensively. Yeah, was, uh, and, and the offense only got 30%. The yeah, offense was three of 10. So that's, that's not, that's not a recipe generally for success in the NFL. No. They got to, they got to find a way of fixing that. Right. That, and that's, you know, if your offense isn't moving the chains on third down and you're not, you're towards the bottom half of the league and scoring in the red zone, you know, that's going to creep up. You, it, you're you able to get by this past week, but that that won't carry you for the end of the season. And on the other end as well, from a defensive standpoint, that's one of your every week when you go back and grade the film, you look at third down conversion, you look at total yards. You, you've given up rushing the or um, total yards. You've given up rushing, excuse me, and your pass defense. So uh, third down has to get better on both sides. And you know, fr- every Friday, um, everywhere I've been, Friday is your third down day. Friday is a day where, for me, when I was with the Colts, after every Friday, we had a script of probably thirty plays that I thought that we would have trouble picking up based on our attendance third down calls. And so I don't know if those guys are doing it. I'm sure they are, but it was a player driven um, meeting that I would run and guys like Darius Butler and uh, um, Fonte Davis and Mike Adams, 
this was a time for all of us to kind of iron out what questions we may have had. And that made us a really effective third down defense because we all knew what to expect on third down. And I think it's coming along. I think it's, you know, as you, you watch this football team off the offense, because guys were out in training camp, guys are starting to develop some routines, some rapport with each other on the field. And same can say the same could be said about the defense, but those two areas they have to get better if you're going to win a, a beat a quality opponent. So I have a an interesting question, or at least on my, I think it's interesting anyhow. Um, Let's do it. Loose ball drills. I'm curious how important that is, and, and if they're mm-hmm. used very. How often uh, do teams do loose ball drills in practice? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like Flus, the way this team is able to punch out footballs. And if you notice, if you pay attention to the game, anytime there's a, let's say there's an incomplete pass and, you know, a receiver, you know, get punched out. Every time the ball is on the ground, every defensive player for the Colts, they pick it up, they scoop Mm -hmm. it up. Like the really good coaches who really emphasize either tip drills or balls on it, they emphasize picking up the ball and making the ref blow the whistle. So, you know, um, Mm -hmm. The ball is dead and so forth. But tip drills from an offensive standpoint, absolutely. The entire team, I've been on teams in Cleveland where before practice, we did a tip drill, tip ball drill every day before practice. So it's definitely emphasizing um, every coach I've ever played for. Uh, the ball is everything, whether it's defensive, offensive, defensively, you want to take it away. Offensively, you want to uh, retain it. So uh, it's definitely a point of emphasis everywhere I've been and I'm sure in the, the coach locker room. Well, see, is it is it is it ran with just individual players, or do you, or is it done with like groups of people? Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, if you got like a loose ball on the ground, I wouldn't think you'd want like a bunch of people diving at it at the same. Because it seemed like that would be a way oh, of no, it's, getting it's, people it's, injured. <laughs> so, if you really want to see something funny, you should see the D lineman do a loose ball drill where every <laughs> so before before practice or right as practice begins, individual drill you have obviously your position groups, mm-hmm. defensive backs, linebackers, D linemen. So you'll have your coach stand in front of you, maybe 10 yards. He'll say hit, he'll roll the ball, throw you a knuckleball on the ground. And if you want to see a, a funny sight, watch the D lineman try to scoop a, a, a knuckleball on the ground. It's the most <laughs> hilarious thing in the world. And so you, you emphasize that every day because it's hard for those D linemen to bend over. And it's a method to it. If you don't practice it, you see a ball on the ground, you don't know how to cradle it. You don't know how to jump for it. So it's actually something that I'm glad you brought this up. A lot of people, a lot of young people probably don't practice this. And when I realized that this was actually an important skill, because I thought I was somewhat athletic, throw a ball on the ground during the course of a game. You have the best athletes in the world jumping for it. You got one shot. You got one shot. And you better time it up perfectly. You better know how to cradle it because there's going to be arms and legs and god knows what else scratching for that ball so it's definitely an art to it that a lot of everywhere i've been i've always worked on it and i'm sure because flus is just he's ingrained in those guys how to punch the ball away how to take the ball away uh that i'm sure those guys work at that every day every day they have a chance to yeah i i think so too um one more thing I'd like to talk about. We were talking about how we got T.Y. Hilton back a deep threat. Paris Campbell. Man, the poor guy can't catch a break. 
can't he gets this 51 yard beautiful ball. He was so wide open on that pass that he had to slow down and come back to the ball Mm because he had uh, Carson could have put five more yards under that uh, under that ball and hit him in stride in the end zone. And he had to come back, catch the football, still had about three yards when he when he made the catch goes Mm -hmm. into the end zone. At that point, somewhere in there, he ends up hurting his foot. Frank Reich says that it's going to be a, it, it is a major injury and it's oh, going to take goodness. a long time for it to heal. Oh. He can't catch a break. This is the third year in a row that something like yeah. this has happened to him. Yeah. And he was just coming into his own the last few weeks. Yeah. He was really starting to, to show us something. How I, I don't, I don't know. There fans out there right now. I, I just came back from Twitter right before we started this and, like every fan I see is like, get well, but then, then you look at a different thing where they're saying, <laughs> well, it's time to move on, you know? So, right. and that, Unfortun- that's gotta be so hard. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the reality of the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. availability is the best ability that yeah. will never get old. And, you know, the guy has shown flashes of his ability, how he can help this football team. And this was his moment to really shine because you had T.Y. sideline, you had other guys sideline. So this was your opportunity. And he made the best, he made the most of it. Me personally, I don't know when that injury happened, whether he was dealing with something beforehand and it just kind of, uh, you know, kind of re-injured it, react, um, aggravated it uh, on that touchdown grab. But the poor guy can't catch a break. I, so that, that scares me. When the when the head coach comes out and says, you know, it's a significant injury, he's going to miss, you know, a good amount of time, then you know it's probably more serious than he's alluding to. So, mm-hmm. will we see him again this year? I don't know. And for him, the best advice I will give him, if I'm in that locker room, get healthy, son. Absolutely get healthy. Do not step on that field unless you're a thousand percent healthy. And because you had other guys. In that in your room that uh you know ty want, being one of those guys they we have received capable receivers of getting it done you just feel bad for a guy that you know you fight so hard and you know you can't get over that injury bug you know yeah. I, I Lawrence in my in my career no one like I, I've dealt with that two years in a row when I was very young my rookie contract when I tell you Lawrence it is the most it is the shittiest feeling in the world oh my you feel like you're not a part of the team. You feel like you have so much to give, but you haven't had the chance to because your body is letting you down. And unfortunately, that's your maturation in the NFL. You, some guys are lucky enough to play a, a career, six, seven years, 10 plus years, never really have to deal with anything that allows them not to be available to play a game. So uh, this young guy hopefully will learn from it, but it's just uh, it, it's saddening to see because he, he's a guy that can help this football team. Yeah, I think so too. And I get, you know, where you're saying that, you know, it might be more significant than what he's alluding on to. But if he has any shot, any shot to make it back by or in play, just saying, if the Colts somehow miraculously, even though they're two and four right now, go on a nice little win streak and, and make the playoffs, getting back in and being able to be available at least for the playoffs if they make it there. You know, uh, that would be huge. 
because it would be. It would be. But it, it, I, I just caution. I think you it would. One. I oh, I get you. Yeah. But yeah. My thought process is, if you could flash, if you could show up and be there in the playoffs and flash and be important to the team in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that would erase a lot for the regular season. I oh, would yeah. think. Oh you yeah. Oh yeah. Oh mean? yeah. Oh yes, because that's when it counts. That's yeah. when you make your money. When you're in the playoffs, when you show up in the playoffs, no matter what you have done the last, previous 17 weeks, you show up in those playoffs, that that memory is forever ingrained in the, the front office's mind. It's like, wait, this guy showed up at the biggest moment when we needed him to. So I feel like if you're in his shoes, if you're dealing with your injury, you don't really know what the future holds, you have to take that mindset of, mm-hmm. if I am going to come back, that's my starting point. That's my goal is to come back during the postseason now and you saw my face and you were talking about like mm-hmm. uh, it's really tough it can be done but it's really tough to get your football legs back in you know um in the playoffs because the speed is a lot faster the intensity is a lot there's a lot more urgency there so but you know you wish the best for him if, if that's Absolutely. the case great you know he's got a young body so his body will be able to bounce back pretty significantly and, uh, you know, you just wish the best for him. And, and if that's the case, I hope things work out for him. So it's coming one more week closer to the trade deadline for this year. Now that uh, it's been moved mm-hmm. back a week due to, um, you know, the extra week in, in, in the season. And Marlon Mack has been getting some carries, uh, some touches yeah. quite a bit. Um, do, do you like the fact that they are using him? And oh, yeah. uh, do you oh, yeah. think that do you think that this is uh, playing in the favor of not just, you know, Marlon because people are getting taped, but for the Colts as well? Yeah, I think both parties are going to benefit. You know, Marlon Mack is a competitor. He suits up every day. And, and from the likes of it, you know, they, he's still in good graces with the with the organization. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back in time a little bit because I was with the Colts when a guy by the name of Trent Richardson was there and he had a lot of expectations and things didn't necessarily work out for him. Why? Who knows? But he fell out of good graces with the organization. You know, anytime, this is how I look at this as well. You know, he was a guy who was the guy, you know, at one point before Jonathan Taylor shows up and he's able, he was been able to deal with that, not been a distraction from the likes of it. You haven't heard anything about him being Mm -hmm. a distraction. Um, to the opposite your, from what I understand. Right, right, right. So that that to me is a sign of a guy that's a team guy. He's selfless and he can help someone. Granted, there's a there's a crowded backfield with the Colts right now, and to play him, it only benefits both. Now the guy gets to play; he gets to you know add value to his trade value, and the Colts get to you know take a breather. You know, Jonathan Taylor and, and Naheem Himes get to take a breather, sort of say when. Um, when he's in the game, Marlon Mack is in the game. So I, I think this works out for both parties. Now, what type of compensation will we get for him? Probably not the highest, but you get something, at least a draft pick. And the way this organization, the way Chris Ballard has chosen, you know, pick guys from the draft to build from within, I like those odds. Yeah, I like those odds as well. Um, <clears throat> so we, I think we pretty well kind of, dissected that Texans game as well as we, I mean, we could get even more. So uh, mm-hmm. we, we could talk about how Carson Wentz is doing and, 
and and all of that. But I think uh, I think we've we've discussed it enough. Let, let, let's let's move on a little bit. We have a very important stretch of games coming up because yeah. of our current record and where the Titans are. And now we can't help what the Titans do, you know, right, right. can only help what the Colts do, right. The only, yeah. they can only worry about what you can deal with. They so dealt, hard not to look ahead. I know <laughs> <laughs> you dealt with the Texans. Now it's time to move on with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers are a better team than the Texans. Now, mm-hmm. granted, they don't have two of their best players. Their quarterback is is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Kittle is out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. they still have a very good defense and yes. and a, and a solid are. run game. So yes, yes, this, this is going to be another test. You know, from from here on out, this is test week. Test week every week from here on out. These next, and you you brought it up. You have the Titans, the Jets, and the 49ers, I believe. And you have to get through this stretch. To, for, and once you get through this stretch, it's going to dictate whether or not you're in the running of winning your division. Are you positioning yourself to play in the postseason? But it starts week to week. This is your playoff right now because you started off the gate slow. You stumbled at the gate, out of the gates. You know, putting yourself, um, you know, in a position of being two and two and uh, four. So uh, the 49ers, you're right. They, with the Bosa on the edge, you know, we have to figure out how to attack these guys from a defensive standpoint because, you know, they are who they are. This is a much better opponent than the Texans. You're not going to just, you know, show up and just beat these guys because they're well coached. They have a great offense with Shanahan, the way he's able to call plays offensively. He is one of the, in my opinion, one of the better offensive coordinators in the league. And granted, uh, the the QB one isn't there, but he's got a talented guy that uh, was their first round draft pick that can not only beat you throwing the football, but he has uh, the ability to run as well and extend plays. And anytime you play a quarterback that has his that his default move is to run, that stresses your football team out. And we've seen it already. We've mm-hmm. seen it this year. So uh, with Lamar Jackson, so this is not Lamar Jackson 2.0 by any means, but it's still a, a task in itself. So um, this is one. Th- this is I'm not quite sure about this one. I'm not quite sure about this one. Really? Because I was getting ready to say, hey, uh, Coach Jackson, uh, <laughs> wh- what would your game plan be to defeat the San Francisco 49ers this week? So if I were to look at the Colts and what we do well, right, that's the first thing that pops in my head. What do we do well on either side of the football? Well, we just talked about having a crowded backfield. And I'll say this, it's not going to be anything. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm going back to what works best. What, what did we do well last week? Well, Jonathan Taylor was able to, to create. You know, he had over 145 yards carried. Uh, 45 yards on the ground and 14 carries. So, and Carson Wentz, we talked about it. He only threw the ball 20 times. If we're able to run the ball consistently, then it's a no-brainer. Offensively, I'm an old-school guy. I'm an old-school guy when it comes to offense. Yeah, you can be creative if you want, but if one thing is working, you build you build on that. You tell your offensive line, hey, we're going to run the football down these guys' throat. We're going we're gonna to stay committed to it. And now you don't know who's going to be up. 
Michael or um, Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy. He he. No matter every game to me, he's shown up. He's mm-hmm. shown up, so we can count on him. We can count on uh, T.Y. Hilton. He's going to be juice to show. Hey, this team missed me when I was gone. I'm going to show you why I was missed and what my value is. And he's got another opportunity. So uh, to put my coach's hat on, I think you got to lean on those those things. I think you got to lean on your guys who've been productive. It's simple for me. And defensively, the, whatever they're doing throughout the week, to create turnovers, force turnovers, be in the right place at the right time, you want that. Because when you win the turnover battle, um, you know, things tend to decide your direction in terms of winning win, uh, wins and losses. But this is a big but. The third down conversions. Mm-hmm. Third down scare me for our defense. We, we last, last week, last week. Wasn't good. It's not good enough to win a quality opponent, to beat a quality opponent. It's not good enough. So um, there's some things that frighten me, but I think this team has been energized. I think this team is building in the right right manner. I think these guys are finally believing in one another, and they're playing like it. You're going up. You just got to talk about it. A very young quarterback who just got his feet wet in the NFL, who likes to take mm-hmm. off uh, and run um when when things are not going his way yep. is this a game where Eberflus needs to just send a lot yes. of pressure over and over and over no doubt about it multiple looks multiple don't don't the one thing you can do to hurt yourself is come out and play a vanilla style defense you can't do that with young guys you want them to learn by baptism by fire you need to throw them all different types of looks the look we talked about where you have all these guys on the um, mm-hmm. pressing on the offensive line. When, when that happens, you'll hear a term called 5-0. 5-0 means five O-linemen have the five guys directly in front of them. And that's why Darius Leonard and that coffeehouse blitz worked because every lineman ha- is accounted for someone. So you throw that look at a young – and I'm sure they're looking at it. They're going to scout it because it worked last week. So – um, you create a 5-0 and you back guys in and out and you throw multiple looks, multiple fronts, um, and you confuse the heck out of the guy. You force him to be one-dimensional. Very simple. Force him to be one-dimensional. Now, you may give up some big play, chunk plays here and there because the guy, when things break down, he's going to use his legs because he's he is one of the better athletes on the field. But I think you have to you have to take that mindset going into this week of giving him multiple looks, multiple fronts and have him have him make mistakes on your dime. So he can, he can get better on the next opponent because you, you you can't, you can't afford to sit back and play a vanilla style defense, cover two, cover three, you know, sit back and, and hope your guys, you know, can get PBUs and get interceptions. No, a high school quarterback can figure you out. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw pressure at him. Um, Kahari, uh, was it Kahari Willis? Kari Willis, yeah. Kari Willis. I think he's an excep- exceptional – the guy is tough blitzing off the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very rare that you get a defensive back who's um, has the grit and is tough enough to blitz, you know, um, outside the tackle box. So you, you have to you have to give him multiple fronts. And, you know, you see you see how the game playing, you'll see how he re- responds to it. Uh, pass coverage on a, on a guy like Lance, would you rather use 
a zone coverage or a man coverage against him? If I'm pressuring him, if I'm blitzing, it's more of a zone zone concept. Like uh, what do we, what do we used to call it? Uh, like zone pressure, right? It's a fire zone coverage where fire zone. If you're dropping in your coverage, if a guy's in your zone, it's a zone to man concept. While you're pressure, that's the safest bet. That's most coordinators tend to fall in that category as opposed to just running man coverage man coverage is very simple for trey lance to identify oh single high safety guys are the defensive backs are pressed up a yard away one guy may pressure all i need to do is slide my line here i know my hot is you know it's very simple even i can pick it up but when you add the zone pressure the zone the man concept the fire zone pressures and now you can you can run the zone pressure with two high safeties or three high safeties safeties or one high safety so that's Flus's philosophy that's his defensive philosophy the, the zone pressure I was with him in Cleveland he loved it then he majors in it now but the only difference is rush lanes when you're rushing the passer you cannot give Trey Lance a short edge because if you lose it lose your edge he's going to take advantage of it and now that's when you put strain, you put a lot of strain on the back end of your coverage where you got to cover for three, four, five, six seconds. And if you're doing that on an 11 play drive, those guys are going to get worn down very easily. And that's when the big plays tend to happen, the holes in the defense and the breakdown of the defense starts to happen. And that's when you're in trouble. Now you don't know, you're looking at your call sheet like, what, how the hell can I stop the bleeding? What can I call at this moment? So, I love when I played the game, Lawrence. I love playing young quarterbacks because they're what I call half field quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There's there's a left field, there's a right field. When a quarterback drops back, you know, a half field quarterback goes from from in the middle of the coverage, middle of the field to the left. He never comes back. So these young quarterbacks tend to be half field quarterbacks as opposed to Tom Brady or Carson Wentz. Those guys can work the full field. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. If the pressures will the pressure affect him enough to create to, to allow him to be a half field quarterback, and when that happens, now your defensive backs can jump routes, and now you're getting your hands on balls, and now those those tip balls and overthrows. Now we're now you're able to collect those turnovers and 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 keep that momentum from last week and the previous week. So um, this is definitely a game that could be taken over by the defense if they play their cards well. Awesome. I don't know the numbers yet. I didn't go and look at them before we started this, but I'm curious where we're at on that whole 40 turnover thing. Uh, Cause I, yeah. I I'm, I'm keeping count. I know we got three <laughs> yesterday though. Right. So that, right. that, that, that's, that's a bit, but I still think you, you need 40 turnovers, three a game would do it, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's we're, a lofty, lofty number. Yeah, it's a lofty number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With a young quarterback like though, like like what we're facing, there is the opportunity for some significant turnovers. I mean, we just saw it with the third round uh, rookie quarterback uh, this past week, who, let's face it, the week before that played a Bill Belichick defense very very yes. well, and the Colts right. defense really gave him problems. So that's mm-hmm. that's something to look forward to. So. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, even you, you just um, 
I just had a thought pop in my head about, you know, a young quarterback. Another thing to look at is, you know, how well does he take care of the ball in the pocket? You know, and that's will be a result of getting to the, the quarterback. You know, corralling him in rush lanes will be very important. I don't know if they would try to put a spy on the guy. That's giving him too much credit right away. It's, that's taking one guy out of your coverage. But, mm-hmm. you know, rush lanes are going to be very important. The, mo- the mobile guys, the Lamar Jacksons of the world who take advantage of extending plays is when there's a breakdown in your front four and getting out of rush lanes. So, uh, but again, young quarterbacks, very, very shaky hands in the pocket. They're going to look down at the rush. And the earlier, the better. The earlier, the better. The first two drives is going to tell me everything I need to know about how Flutes wants to call this football mm-hmm. game and how their approach is going to be of winning this game. Absolutely. Another thing that I think will probably be heavy in the film room this week is uh, especially your defensive linemen and your linebackers are going to be looking at where he's holding the football when he's in the pocket and when he takes off for a run. Right. right? Uh, Because like you said, Eberflus is all about, you know, go get that turnover. So, you know, every quarterback holds a ball differently, especially Mm -hmm. when they're under pressure and they take off. Some yes. quarterbacks like to hold that sucker out there with one hand. I don't right. know why they would do that, but they do. <laughs> uh, and, and, and others are smart. You know, they, they tuck it like a like, like a running back will, you know. Right. Um, right. But right. generally, your past first quarterbacks, they're going to have it in the palm of their hand ready to mm-hmm. sling that sucker at any time. So right. I, I'm curious. Um, I haven't looked at the film but I'm sure Eberflus in that front seven has, is oh, yeah. in that you, you, you better believe you bet. I've got a, when I joined the Colts in 2014, Robert Mathis gave me a PhD and stripping the football. <laughs> I mean, it was mind blowing to hear how defensive linemen and how pass rushers think about rushing the passer for you. And I, it's obviously about sacking the quarterback. Those guys ball first, tackle second because it's game changing plays, you mm-hmm. know, and for a young quarterback, like we talked about, if you're able to just get pressure on him, you know, uh, uh, move him off his spot, you know, make it, make it a tougher throw. So he can't step up. Those guys are going to tend to start looking down at the pressure. And when they look down at the pressure, hand comes off the ball, you get a little lax uh, protecting the football and you're thinking about getting hit. And that's when good things happen. So, um, I remember, you know, I love these games. Young quarterback, okay, we got to bring the heat. We got to bring the heat. And I'm I'm sure there's the Darius Leonard and some of those guys are in his year ear saying that, hey, we have another young quarterback. Let's let's use our formula last week of pressuring early, get him off the spot, you know, let the let the quarterback know this is our game plan. We're coming. And rely on the guys on the back end to do their job. And guess what? Offense starts rolling. You got some more energy now and you're creating turnovers. And when you're playing fast and playing downhill, that's what that's what defensive guys love to do, man. We don't want to sit back and watch the game. We don't be we're not in the stance. We got the helmet on. Let's get after some people, you know. So, uh, you know, I I'm excited. I'm, I'm curious to see how how Flus is going to attack this this um, this team and because uh, they have their work cut out. Shanahan is a is a is a, a, a very skillful play caller. Very skillful play caller. And, you know, again, I'm like you. I haven't watched much of the 49ers. So I know Shanahan likes the, the play action, rollout pass. You know, you have a, a athletic thrower. Uh, so 
you tend to get them out of harm's way, some RPOs, some really quick, easy reads, uh, one, two, you know, reads um, not to, you know, create much confusion. Uh, so it, this is going to be a chess match. I'm looking forward to watching. Absolutely. I think so too. It's going to be fun. Um, this is this, like I said, this is kind of a measuring stick for the Colts, uh, much the similar way that the Rams was a measuring stick and the Ravens was a measuring stick. And even though we lost those two games, uh, actually came out feeling like, you know what, the, the Colts can play with them. You know? Yeah. We, the Colts have been in every single game they've lost. The record does not reflect how good this football team, it does, but to me, it doesn't because we know the talent these guys have. Get some guys back from injury. You know, now we're talking, but you got to get through this second quarter of the season. Just like what you just said, getting guys back from injury, uh, they're Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, both of them uh, mm-hmm. with a possibility of coming back this week as well. That would be the first time, if both of them can come back from injury, it'll be the first time the Colts have had their full offensive line out on the field. Man, Man, I think everyone's waiting on that. Everyone's waiting on a full, (laughs) your full, you know, roster of guys. You know, you know, you you got some momentum now, but to to have your full platoon back, man, it just within the locker room, when you have key guys out, a guy like Quentin Nelson that's an all pro perennial pro bowler, just a leader on that team. This is the time where those guys kind of, you know, we talked about it before they rise to the top, the cream rises, man. And, and Darius Leonard has shown up, you know, some guy, other guys have stepped up and, you know, you get T.Y. back, he's going to, you know, make his presence known. You got to feed him the ball. And what I, when I go back and watch that game against the Texans, what T.Y. brought to this offense was the ability to go deep. Even though he is a veteran guy, he is still able to take the top off of a defense, and you have to respect it from a defensive standpoint. So you can't just corral the box knowing that we're going to run on first down or second down or whatever. If T.Y. is out there lined up, he doesn't run. He doesn't run. Here's a, here's a little secret that I'm sure everyone knows. T.Y. doesn't run hitch. He, he doesn't he majors in running deep overs and down the field routes. Not much intermediate. Intermediate here and there, but he majors in taking the top off the the, the defense. So uh I'm sure Carson Wentz, it gave him a bit of uh, you know, ease knowing that, you know, he got him the ball early. He was able to 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 you know um, connect on a 50 yard, you know, uh, connection there. But uh, you know, I this is definitely a measuring stick. I think they're up for it. I think, you know, winning at home the way you did gives those guys a ton of confidence to say, you know what, this is a huge test. If we know it, they're being told that. And I'm sure they're feeling that pressure of we need to get back on track. We can still salvage this season at two and five. But we got a long way to go. And basically, this is our playoff start now. Now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really do feel that way as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to give a score. It's Monday. Uh, I, I don't know what the, the, or Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Monday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah. Monday night football tonight. I hope everybody, <laughs> instead of listening to this, will come back later because yeah, we, we got that, that division rival game going on. Um, Absolutely. This, this is a big game. This is a, this is a big Monday night. 
Yeah, it is for the Colts fans. Absolutely is. Um, but we got a lot of uh, injury reports and figuring out who's going to be doing what and where, when and how. So uh, I'm going to hold off on my prediction score wise. I still think, though, that the Colts have a really good shot at at coming away with a W on this game, though, even though there's some people mm-hmm. that are that are kind of pushing away from that, uh, saying that. You know the Colts haven't beaten anybody. They they've only beaten one in, uh, teams with one win, and that right. I mean they're right. not lying. So right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, they they this is that like I said this is that next step on that measuring stick. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's going to be. I just it, it's such a. Uh, it's the first step. It's the first if, if they can if they can get over forty the the forty nineers. Granted. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't he, he won't be playing. Um, Trey Lance will be there. Still a lot still a very talented football team. Still a very talented football oh, yeah. team. And I'm not sure what their record is at this point, but I know just the coaches they have and 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 mm-hmm. um, um Lynch, the way he's been able to to formulate this team and build this team through the draft, both on one side who is a force to be reckoned with. Um you know, this team is uh, not a cakewalk at all. Mm-mm. Not a cakewalk. And I don't know if there's anything else. I, I'm trying to think of how – I'm trying to put my coach's hat back on. What <laughs> – you know, besides the obvious, obvious of not beating yourself because this team, the Colts aren't good enough to overcome multiple turnover game. They have to be able to to generate some points. And, and if third down can get better on both sides of the ball – Third down, third down, converting third downs offensively and converting in the red zone. If they can pick those two areas of their game, I think they will win this football game. But if you come out and and think you're going to just put up the same numbers that you put up last week, being 30% on on third down conversion, and then on the other end giving up half, more than half of third down conversions, is going to be a tough game for you to Mm -hmm. come out of it. It's going to be very difficult. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the turnover ratio in this game. The Colts have been very good in that department all year. Mm-hmm. Carson only. Yes. Carson right now. Of Don't every, jinx it. Don't jinx yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. No. He's, <laughs> he's doing well. We'll just say <laughs> right, that much, right? right. right. Doing, doing right. very, very well as opposed to uh, at least how he did last year. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Yep. I think that's going to do us. Uh, we've been almost 55 minutes now on this podcast. I appreciate you uh, taking an hour out of your time to sit here and talk Colts football with me today. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so any any last words you want to get before we get out of here? Uh, you know what? Um, yes, I do. You know, I want to, for our Believe in Colts fans and for our Lawrence Orange fans and our Colts fans, come check me out at my very own podcast, Athletes Unplugged. You know, we we interview all my former uh, teammates, and I just had Chuck Pagano on mm-hmm. uh, last week, and it was it was a great conversation. So come check us out at Athletes Unplugged. Go subscribe and it's, go follow us on Instagram. So, other than that, take it away, Lawrence. All right. Well, I I've I actually tweeted that episode uh, with Chuck Pagano <laughs> and a couple and did, of did them. You, did Did you notice? So I realized. So I've had a lot of younger guys on the podcast and they, you know, 
they know how to adjust to the screen. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. Chuck O'Donnell is not the youngest of guys. And, you know, after a certain bit, at a certain time, you would realize when your half of your face was out of screen that you would adjust. But, you know, that's my guy. You know, I got to bust his balls a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best to, to watch. But we're, we're going to do much better in that area. Uh, that's okay because it's more the information that you were getting out of that anyhow. Uh, because uh, Pagano was was pretty open actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Than than what I expected because generally people are not quite as open as especially you know coaches. Um, you sure. know from from oh, well, he's not coaching now, so you know, or at least in the NFL. So I guess you can be a little bit more open than what you were back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go check that out. Athletes Unplug. You can you can find uh you can follow them anywhere, right? That, that yes, uh, yes, on Apple, Spotify, uh, YouTube, anywhere you consume your podcast, you can find it. And then of course, uh if if you want to know, you know, follow the social media, it's on Twitter, it's on uh IG, and then of course uh YouTube, go check it out. Athletes Unplug yes. on YouTube. And until next time, man, uh, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Dequell Jackson. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.